Yo, what is going on, everyone? What is cooking? This is scriptwriter Steve. You reach my podcast, Barbecue to Movies. Well, today is April 8th, 2022. It is currently 11.15 p.m. on a Friday night. I should be out right now partying with all my friends. But guess what? All my friends are married. They have kids now. Me, I'm not married. I have no kids. You know, so, uh, you know, if I'm going to go party out there, i got to go party out there by my own self, right? What am I doing tonight? Well, other than talking to you folks, I'm answering emails, you know, working on some videos that I need to get done by next week, and, uh, you know, just being a good old adult. You know, I guess 45 years old, you got to start adulting sometimes, I guess... I've been doing that since I've been 20, but you know, I never, ever like to call it adulting. I don't even like to call what I do work. I just love what I do. I love doing weddings. You know, I love doing this podcast. I love writing scripts. You know, I, I, love, I love doing it all. You know, I was talking to one of my friends and uh, you know, she was talking about retiring one day. And, you know, when I kind of, I, I had this conversation with my friend who has since passed. He's a lot older than me. Well, not a lot older, maybe about 20 years older than me. 20, maybe 30 years older than me, but, he, but he's gone on to a better place. And, uh, you know, we, were, we would always talk about retirement. And he told me, he said, Steve, I don't think I'll ever retire, retire, retire. I'll always have a, a foot and a hand to pinky in my own business. You know, I just can't imagine myself not working, not waking up, you know, not doing something and having no purpose. And I'm kind of in that same boat. You know, one of my other, my former business partner, his father was the boat harbor master of here on Oahu. And a boat harbor master, his, his job was basically to say no to, uh, you know, to, I guess, anything that was being imported or, I guess, transferred into Oahu. You know, his job was to say no or yes, but, you know, you had to, you had to grease his palm. You had to, you had to pay him off, you know, if you really wanted something to come here in, in Oahu. And I, you know what? <laughs> he would get like these free things left and right. And, and I'm not sure if he's corrupt or not, but he got like free movie tickets, free opera tickets. He, he dined at restaurants for free. Um, he get all this food and everything. I mean, people would just drop things off over at his house because again, he's the boat harbor, right? He is the, uh, all these big unions want to kiss his ass, right? And he took it all, <laughs> you know? So I'm not sure if he was on the up and up, but then he retires so all of that power just exits one day, right? So I see him over on, at McDonald's, and I'm like, I think I'm about 22 years old. Walk up to him and say, hey, hi, hi, how's it going? I'm not going to say his name, right? And he says, you know, Steve, I thought I would, I would enjoy retirement, but yesterday I was one of the most powerful people in Hawaii. And now here I am in McDonald's. I can't even get my cup of coffee warm. Nobody calls me. We don't get anything. This is horrible. <laughs> so, he, you know, he, he was not enjoying, you know, retire life. I'm not sure if he's still enjoying retire life. Um, but all that power just exited stage right once he left. And, uh, you know, I'm not talking about for myself. I'm not, I'm not talking about power. But, you know, when you retire and you don't have nothing else to do, it's not a fun thing. It's really not a fun thing. So, uh, anyway. So, how have you been? I'm um, sorry I've been <laughs> AWOL for about the past week. I, 
I was very busy with weddings. I was also very busy doing some things here around in my house and also just going out there and having fun, uh, you know, gallivanting around with Pitmaster Keith and also movie guy Keone. We're just having fun, living life, barbecuing and doing all these other other things. We were supposed to do a, a podcast all together, but, you know, one thing led to the next and here we are like watching movies on Paramount Plus. We're watching the new Halo and we just never got around to it. We were like binging on Halo 1, episode 1 and 2 and then episode 2 is really, really boring. And then, you know, next thing we know, we're like, ah, we're too tired to do a podcast. And I'm sorry, you know, we put you guys on, like, you know, on the back burner. <laughs> and, uh, and I know I keep saying I need movie guy Keone here to come here and explain, you know, his point of view on everything from COVID, the mask mandates, the movie industry, all those things. And, uh, you know, I, all I do is talk about him and uh, you guys never heard him. I promise one day he's going to be on on my podcast. I do have another podcaster coming on. His name is Gavin Sugai. He's a a, a a fellow podcaster. I was actually on his podcast, and uh, you know he got to learn more about me. I'm going to have him on, and uh, he's a really really interesting fellow. Yeah, I know a lot of you guys have no idea who he is. He's not a celebrity. He's not anyone anyone really important out there in the news. But he has a really, really cool point of view, and I think you guys may enjoy it. And, you know, I don't do a lot of interviews at all, just me just spitting my opinion to you, right? But, you know, I think you'll enjoy him. Trust me. So uh, I think uh, we're going to do the, the podcast on April 14th, and then it should be available on April 15th. Now, I'm not one who edits my podcast. I really, really don't. Unless I, unless I really, really screw up on my podcast, but... No, what you hear is the first take, never want to do a retake, and that's why sometimes my words get all jumbled up because I'm doing my podcast real late at night, right? Anyway, so first thing I want to talk about here is the wedding industry here in Hawaii and what's been going on. Uh, <laughs> a lot. Of, I've been getting a lot of calls from all my wedding couples out there saying, Steve, can you still do weddings on the beach? We heard that that the mayor you know, passed a law that you can't do weddings on top of the beach, and all weddings in Hawaii, on the beach, are completely outlawed. Well, I'm here to tell you that's completely false. Um, in fact, after that bill was passed, I did weddings in my normal areas, right? And on the North Shore, I did a wedding just today. Well, surprise vow renewal on um, on the Sarah. The, <laughs> I did the surprise vow renewal at Magic Island City and County Park. And uh, again, that's just to prove to you all you can still do weddings. And there's no nobody out there saying you can't do weddings. So if you want to get married in Hawaii... You want to get married on the beach, you can do weddings on the beach here in Hawaii, you know, and just to let you know, the city and county is different than the state, right? And uh, so when the city and county says, we, you can't do something at this city park, they can only control the city park. And the only two places where you can't do weddings is Waimanalo Beach Park and also Makapu'u Beach Park, and all, and the city parks, city and county beach parks from Waimanalo Beach Park all the way down to Makapu'u, and, you know, to be honest, I'm always asking the question, like, why, why do you want to do weddings over there? Because those beach parks suck ass. They really, really do. Number, why do they suck ass? Well, number one, it's really, really windy. It's crazy windy, all right? We're talking 25 to 30 mile per hour winds. Now, if you're a bride, you want to wear you want to wear your hair down. Forget those places. You know, Makapu'u, it's crazy. You know, Makapu'u, it's so windy. People go um, hang gliding there. You, you know, there's enough wind there, enough ridge lift, so people can go can go hang gliding almost any day of the week. It's never not windy. 
So what does that mean for you? It's never not going to be windy when you're going to get married there. And wind is horrible for video because the audio will be all like messed up. Your hair will be all messed up. And if you have a wedding dress that's flowy, you know, that doesn't have a lot of body to it, that wedding dress will flow right between your legs and you're going to look like these, like you have these two chop, chopstick legs and your wedding dress are going to go right between it. And it can be very, very revealing just to let you know. And if your photographer doesn't know how to pose you very well, you're not going to look really cool in that wedding dress. I'll just let you know, okay? So <laughs> I don't think you should actually get married there. And Waimanalo Beach. Now, one part of Waimanalo Beach Park, there are just tons of freaking homeless people lined up left and right, you know, all down in one single line. It's like a tent city there. And, uh, and then when you go to the public bathroom there, they have overtaken the public bathroom. So even if you have to take a piss or a crap in this area, first of all, that public bathroom is like so crappy. Literally, it's crappy. There's crap on the floor there. It's gross. And the homeless people are using it as their own personal bathroom. Like that is their bathroom to their tent city. So, you know, <laughs> it's horrible. Like, so why do you even go there? And why is the city and county kicking them out of the park? That's also my curiosity, right? And then if you go over further down, you go to Waimanalo, the, the Waimanalo Beach Park that is kind of like stuck in the middle between all the different homes over there. That one doesn't have many homeless people there. It still has a few, not as many. And uh, what happened is that, well, in that beach park, the bathrooms are clean, by the way. But in that beach park, a lot of wedding companies, one in specific, that wedding company, they're setting up like a semi-permanent, you know, I guess, uh, uh, chair and archway setup right there in the city park, right where the park meets the beach. So they're, they're, they're in this gray area where it wasn't necessarily the park and it wasn't necessarily, you know, the public beach. And here in Hawaii, among all the beaches, you can't actually have uh, chairs and archways on top of a beach, right? Any beach, right? Now, I don't agree with it because, again, like, you know, it, first of all, the, 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 the beaches here are not state-owned. They're public. So the state has no right to regulate what goes on on, on public property. That's why they can't kick out the homeless on public property. But what gives them the right to kick out a wedding on public property? It, you, you can't. You really, really can't at all. Okay. Now, secondly, now, secondly, uh, this company, this wedding company, uh, what they did was that they, they were doing the weddings on the beach and then they got kicked off of it. Okay. So then they started to move it a little more back toward the city and county park area. So then in the city and county park area, they didn't really, you know, push this, uh, this issue between, you know, archways and chairs and they kind of let them operate in that gray area. So now the people in Waimanalo, the locals who live there wanted to kick them out. They couldn't kick them out because the city, now it wasn't a state problem and the state really can't kick anyone off a public beach. So now the, um, the, the, the locals approached the mayor, their, their city and county, uh, I guess, you know, representatives over there or, or the councilmen, and they drafted a bill that directly targeted this one wedding company. And that's why this whole entire bill only affects that wedding company, which like to do, you know, beach weddings on this gray area at Waimanalo Beach Park, the city and county beach park. And it will only affect the people who work for that wedding company and that wedding company only. Uh, I hate that wedding company, by the way. They are the most, uh, you know, they're the most, uh, I guess, evil, 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 evil people in the wedding industry here in Hawaii. They break every single rule. They overcharge for everything. They leave their couples in the dark. Oh, you know, and, and it's all run by a woman. 
like women. Oh, I'm not even sure what a woman is, right? They are all ran by birthing people, just to let you know. And, uh, but they're not the most honest. They don't even show up for their weddings. I mean, you talk to, you talk to one of the people on the phone there. And they're very, very nice to you. But that person who's like, you know, talking about your file and everything like that, because you're just a number, they're not going to show up to your wedding. They're just there to answer the phones and, and really bring you really great customer service. But who, who coordinates you on the day of the wedding? Nah, they don't know. They have no idea. Who's your photographer? They have no idea. They're going to hire nobody's out. You know, who, who's your videographer? They have no idea. Who's your, who's your minister? They have no idea. All those people there. You know, sometimes they have good people. Sometimes they don't have good people. I've done work for this wedding company. They've used my photos on their website, but they've never booked me again in the past like five, six years. So, but they use my website, but they use my photos to book people. And I've heard from other um, people that they've been hiring some college kids out. You know, they find their, they find them on Facebook. They find them on Instagram. Oh, this guy just started photography. And, uh, you know, sometimes, the photos come out good. Sometimes they don't. They have, you know, but the wedding couple, the wedding couple cannot choose their photographer. They can't choose their own hair and makeup artist. They can't choose anything. They're just a number to this couple. And it does, I mean, this company, and it doesn't really matter. I am so glad they got kicked out of this area. So if you book with me, we're not going to do weddings in Waimanalo or Makapu'u because, again, there's it's way too windy, way, way too many homeless people. You know, um, the weather's in, uh, not very predictable. We're going to find ourselves, if you do a wedding with me, most likely we'll find ourselves either on the west or north shore or maybe in town in Magic Island if you want something that's very, very convenient and you don't mind crowds. So that's it for the wedding stuff. And by the way, yes, you can still do weddings in Hawaii. Don't believe what you're reading um, on top of Facebook out there and the social media groups, they have no idea what the hell are t- they're talking about. They're just passing fiction out there like so many of these like, you know, social media sites do. All right. So anyway, I'm going to cut the commercial. When I get back, we are going to talk politics, politics, politics. And uh, we'll just get into this whole thing with Joe Biden and his new, uh, oh, the, the, the new, um, the new, uh, I guess, uh, Supreme Court justice who just got nominated to the courts and, oh, I guess approved, not even nominated. She will become a Supreme Court justice. That's really, really troubling to me. And uh, and I just even want to talk about Joe Biden and the media's uh, switcheroo about Hunter Biden's laptop. And we'll talk about almost everything else in between. So hang on, everyone. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So that's dream, weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out, dot com. Okay, everyone, I am back from that commercial break, and I hope you are too. Well, you know, I thought I, um, I'd take it easy on Joe Biden today, but uh, that doesn't mean I don't have any funny Joe Biden clips to play for you. All right, so I'm going to turn this music down, and uh, I am going to pause here on this song here. And why don't we listen to Joe Biden explain to us in one word that best describes America. Nation that can be defined in a single word. I was in the foot, uh, foot, foot, excuse me, the foothills of the Himalayas with Xi Jinping. 
Okay, so one word that best describes America is... Okay, I can't even say that word. I mean, Joe Biden is great at creating new words. Let's play this one more time, and let's see if you can tell me what it actually is. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was in the foothills of the Himalayas. Okay, so he's trying to say foothills in the Himalayas with Xi Jinping. So that's more than one word. Now, if I keep playing this, he does go on to say that, well, he had this, this whole entire discussion that with Xi Jinping, when he first described America, that one word that he'd used to describe America is the word possibilities. So that's kind of interesting because that one word, I mean, he delayed. He, he's like almost like a person who can't get to the point of the story because he said, you know, there's one word that describes America. And instead of just saying the word possibilities right away, um, he goes in, he goes into this entire rant. Like he goes into this entire backstory of like, you know, on the train or something or on his one of his trips with Xi Jinping and all that. Um, you know, to me, I think that's pulling a Frodo. You know what that means? You know, all of, has any of you people out there watched Lord of the Rings, the third one, the third episode? Now, I'm not a fan of Lord of the Rings because one thing they do is that they have these really, really, really long flashbacks, right? So in the third episode or the third movie, Frodo is about to throw that stupid freaking ring into the lava. So he's going to throw it and the, the movie's going to end, right? Just throw the ring into the lava. Hey, you know, case closed, right? Let's go home. So he's going to throw the ring in, in, into the lava, and then um, his buddy tells him, Frodo, remember the Shire. And I remember my friend Dawson and I were saying, no, not the Shire, don't remember the Shire. And he says, Frodo, the Shire, remember it. And then what happens? Frodo looks at his friend, and he starts remembering the Shire, and he goes into this one or two hour long flashback. And my friend Dawson and I were like, oh no, we're going to have to sit here for another an hour. Just throw the damn ring into the fire. That's what Biden was doing here. Just tell us the word that describes America. That one word. And he goes into this huge rant about him taking a trip with Xi Jinping and all this kind of thing. And oh my God, are you kidding me? Just get to the freaking point. Oh, Okay. <laughs> That's all of the stuff I have to say about Joe Biden right now. Now, you know the other funny thing? Now we're going to trash Joe Biden just a little bit more. Is that uh, I, think, I think he may have COVID. Because Nancy Pelosi just recently, she was diagnosed with COVID. And she's out there kissing everyone. She's kissing Obama on the, you know, on the hand and rubbing his hand on his her cheek is kind of weird. I mean, she's she's kind of weird, like that lady, right? I mean, you, you remember when she was like rubbing her palms together during this Joe Biden State of the Union? That was kind of weird, right? But it seems as though Nancy Pelosi is a super spreader. Uh, I believe they had a, a, a Democrat get together or a shindig this past weekend. And I think Joe Biden may have been there. And then all of a sudden, Nancy Pelosi's, you know, just, you know, shaking hands and, you know, doing everything. And she comes down with COVID. But apparently, this Omicron stealth version, it's not the BA1 or BA2 or what the hell it is and all that. It's this Omicron stealth version. They call it stealth because you have no idea if you got it because you're not sick. You don't get sick. You can pass it on to people and that person you're giving it to will not get sick either. You're not going to go to the hospital. You may not even get sniffles. And the only way you can tell that you're sick 
quote-unquote sick is if you get tested. Whoa! Omicron stealth sounds like nothing. It sounds absolutely like nothing. And on top of that, even though you're positive, now you're positive, you're creating all these vaccines, or not, I'm sorry, not a vaccine, all these antibodies, and these, you're, you're training your body how to fight these future coronaviruses out there, right? And, uh, and now, for future Omicron versions, or whatever you want to call it, you're going to become immune for a long time, because this Omicron virus is much better than the vaccine. In fact, Fauci... A video emerged about Fauci. I mean, not, not about Fauci. Fauci was saying it on, I think it was uh, the weekly, I forgot what, I forgot what actually the report was, but, but Fauci was really, really young. And they're talking about the flu vaccine. And uh, the host asked him, well, do people who, uh, I guess, has, have, has gotten the flu, do they have to get the flu vaccine? And then Fauci says, no, because the flu, when you get the actual virus, it's way better than the actual vaccine. Now, we all know that to be true, but apparently the science back then has changed to the science currently. So apparently, you know, if you get Omicron or COVID, it's not as good as the vaccine, according only to Dr. Fauci. Only to Dr. Fauci, according to all of the other epidemiologists out there or the real scientists out there who actually do their work, you know, when you get infected, it's way better than the vaccines. Way, way better. And uh, personally, I think I told you my personal story. I am doubly vaxxed. I did not get the booster. I did not get the fourth one at all either. I think I got Omicron, I think, from my contractor. I didn't even know I had it. I did not get tested, but for one day, um, my nose was just running like a faucet. And I tried to take allergy medicines and everything, and it didn't do anything. And now I'm I'm glad I didn't take any of these boosters because, you know, you know I'm, I'm finding out that all the people who got Omicron, the majority of them got boosted. How do you like that? Only 31% of Americans are boosted and more people got infected. Those people got way, way more infected than people who got double boosted, single boosted, and unvaccinated. So... So uh, I have a lot of friends who are unvaccinated, and guess what? They made it through this whole entire um, epidemic without even getting sick. Or maybe they got sick and they didn't even know they got sick, right? <laughs> all right, all right. All right, so why don't we go back now to what I want to talk about here. Now, I know I didn't preface this in my the first act of, or the A block of my podcast, but I want to talk about this whole Will Smith, Chris Rock slapping thing. Uh, the news this came out today. That Will Smith has been suspended uh, by the Oscars for 10 years. Uh, well, I think that's good for him because, you know what, who the hell watches the Oscars? I don't think the Oscars will be around in 10 years. I think in 10 years, only one person's going to be watching it. I mean, if, if we're not going to be watching a boxing match at the Oscars, I'm not going to watch it. Now, if Will Smith got on there and Chris Rock was host, maybe that's something I would be willing to watch. I mean, that, that would be great for ratings, right? But, you know, I don't think, um, I don't think they'll be around. I don't, I don't think people really care what the hell the Oscars think because, you know, in order, in order for a movie now to be, um, to be, uh, I guess, I guess, qualified for the best picture or any category in the Oscars, is that you have to, your crew has to be wokey woke woke, and your narrative has to be wokey woke woke, and then your characters also have to be wokey woke woke. What do I mean by wokey woke woke? Well, you have to make sure that you have a transgender, an Asian, a Mexican, uh, 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 someone who's disabled in your in your uh, in your 
storyline, your character. So I guess if you have like, you know, a character out there, make sure that they have an Asian friend, um, they have a black friend, and then make sure that one of those friends are in a wheelchair somehow before you actually, you know, if you want to be considered for an Oscar. And on top of that, you know, make sure your crew is diversified like that as well. So you better, you better make sure you have like, you know, your disabled people standing by, your token blacks, your token Asians, your token whites, because everything... Everyone is just token, token, token now, and no one really cares about the quality of storytelling that goes on. You know, this is not the Oscars of the old, where the Oscars actually cared about storytelling. This is the Oscars of new, where they have an agenda to fill. And because I think the Oscars are just full of white liberals who just feel guilty of their own whiteness and their own wealth. And they should, actually, because you know why? They are extremely racist. They are extremely racist against themselves. They're, they, you, you know, the who hates whites the most? It is the white liberal. They hate themselves. They they look in the mirror and they say, "Look at that racist person," and they're they're just talking about themselves. They're saying, "I'm so racist. I'm so racist." Therefore, every white person is this racist, right? Oh, oh, okay. Okay. So, what do I want to talk? What do I want to talk about? What do I want to talk about? I am going to talk about still about the Will Smith and Chris Rock thing because there are some like conspiracy theories that are going on and I want to address not really the elephant in the room, but a lot of these conspiracy theories that you may hear online or through your friends who are also Republicans. Now, what are they saying about this entire Will Smith, Chris Rock thing right now that it is staged or it was staged or whatever, whatever like you want to use is or was, I don't care. All right. Now, why do they think that? Now, there are a lot of, a lot of, um, stuntmen out there who are saying that, well, Will Smith is a trained boxer. Yes, he did train for Ali. And yes, he does know how to throw, throw a right cross. He knows how to throw a jab. He knows how to use his hips, step into the punch and do all these things. And he's saying, if he really wanted to hurt Chris Rock, he would have stepped into there, open fist and slapped him across there. And he would have really hit him hard. But maybe he didn't want to knock Chris Rock out. He just wanted to hit him. And maybe he was in such an emotional state that he, he didn't really hit him that well or even set his feet. Now, it was a bad form thing. And this is not something that even, it didn't break Chris Rock's jaw. It didn't hurt him. It didn't, didn't leave a mark. And if you hit something, now I'll tell you what. If you hit someone open hand and you mean it and you're trained, <laughs> a slap can hurt worse than a punch. And Chris Rock you know, it was very easy for him for the, it was very easy for Chris Rock to eat that slap. Okay. Now that's why a lot of people who are stuntmen are saying Will Smith pulled that slap. All right. And maybe he did, but that doesn't mean it's fake. All right. Now on top of that, uh, Chris Rock, he rolled with the, he actually rolled with the slap. Now, he did close his eyes right when he was about, before he was about to get slapped. He did brace himself for it. And people are saying because he knew he was going to get hit, he was ready, he was waiting for it. But a lot of times when you, when people get hit, people close their eyes. Even, even when um, I would train people in boxing class in the YMCA or even, or even at the Palolo gym, we would slow motion them and we would box with them. And right before they get hit, they always close their eyes. And that was one of the things we had to drill a lot of people is that don't close their eyes. If you're going to get hit, get your hit, but make sure you're, move your head, move your head. Don't, you don't want to get hit. 
and all that. Even from an open hand or anything, you just don't want to get, move your head, don't close your eyes. Chris Rock closed his eyes. That's actually an amateur move, not someone who knows actually how to roll with a punch or how to absorb a punch or how to move their head. Because if he was someone who knew what he was doing, he would not close his eyes. All right? So, and that's myself speaking from someone who has boxed before. You know, I started boxing kind of late in my life, around 27 years old. Boxed heavyweight. Only boxed about um, about three matches and all that. And never even really stepped professionally in the ring. Just all amateur stuff. And I became a coach maybe around 31 or 32 years old because I just didn't want to box like um, people in my division because they're very... They were a lot younger than me here in Hawaii. So I became an amateur boxing coach at the age of 31 or 32. I'm not sure how young I was. But even after that, I would still teach boxing. And I practiced hitting the heavy bag. I would spar. And, you know, sparring and boxing, amateur stuff, it's still very much the same. Because when you spar with someone, you really still are trying to punch someone out. And the people who you're sparring with, especially those kids out there, they're trying to punch you out. You got to really watch out. But, okay, so I'm getting off the subject here, right? So I don't think from a stuntman's point of view or from a boxing point of view that that was fake. I really disagree with that. Now, there's another narrative out there that's saying it's fake because Pfizer actually sponsored um, one of the categories. I think that was best best picture or best actor or whatever it was. I think it was best picture. Now, it was not only Pfizer. Um, I think it was, hold on, there's, there's a handful of um, companies out here. Uh, hold on, Let's see here. Um, rolling up here. I got. I got the information. I got the information. Um, bear with me. Bear with me. Oh, apparently it's not. Doesn't say here. It doesn't say here. Hold on. Pfizer. Pfizer. You know what? They took that information down. They they took that information down. But I know for a fact that it wasn't just Pfizer. Hold on, I'm going to put this on pause. I'll come back with information. I'm trying to find it right away, just to let you know. Okay, I'm back. I found the information here. So um, the sponsorship, the top-tier sponsorship, uh, was not only Pfizer. It went to Rolex, Verizon, Crypto.com. Um, and, and so it just, the, the, these are the top sponsors of the Oscars. <laughs> Pfizer is just one of them, all right? It's, it's not, and, and anyway, people are saying that, well, Pfizer is going to roll out their new alopecia drug, their new hair loss drug, and that's why Will Smith did this and to, to advertise their alopecia drug because Jada uh, Jada Pinkett Smith has has alopecia. She says she does. I don't think she does, but she says she does, and this is some type of really you know kind of perfect pretzel of just coincidences, and that's the reason why Will Smith you know hit Chris Rock and then pointed out that you know don't make fun of my wife's bald head. And then, by the way, buy, buy the, the Pfizer drug. Do you think that type of advertising would actually work on anyone? Really? I mean, do you think that a woman out there who is, suff- who is suffering from alopecia, all right? And let's just say this whole conspiratorial advertising ring works, right? That woman who is suffering from alopecia says, wow, I can't believe what happened here. And now, thank God, Will Smith hit Chris Rock because now... I want to buy alopecia now. I want to buy this drug that that uh, Pfizer's putting out for alopecia when I don't even know what the drug's name is. Does that even make any sense? <laughs> that is a bad lie. It's a 100% bad lie. Now, why is it also a bad lie? Well, first of all, 
Will Smith has nothing to gain. So imagine Pfizer coming to Will Smith and saying, do this, Will Smith, do this, and we'll pay you X amount of dollars, right? Now, Will Smith already has like, you know, $400 million. Or do this, you know, Jada Pinkett, and we're going to pay you X amount of dollars, right? Will Smith already has $400 million to his name. And he'll probably make more if he had not done this, right? But now, because of what happened, you know, his own agency, his own talent agency thought of, thought of firing him. Um, he probably won't have a movie deal for a while. People are not going to want to hire him. Maybe some independents will hire him for something, and he may even take it. Um, he's been banned from the Oscars for 10 years. He can still win an Oscar, though, okay? Um, but on top of them, I don't think a lot of movie stars want to work with him. I, th- I don't think a lot of comedians want to work with him. I think his whole entire name has been tarnished. You know, before this, everyone liked Will Smith. I remember telling, you know, Pitmaster Keith, you know, Will Smith, he doesn't make bad movies. I don't remember a bad movie made by Will Smith other than that one alien movie with his kid, but that's, that doesn't matter, right? I mean, that was still somewhat okay, but everything, everything else is pretty darn good. I mean, I liked all his movies. I still do, right? But then what happened here didn't help him. And what happened here, you know, it, it's not going to help Chris Rock either. And on top of that, Chris Rock has hired out uh, one of New York City's top law firms. Now, we have no idea what he's going to do with it, but one can only envision or predict that. Why do you hire out the top you know, lawyer in New York City, the, the top law, law firm, if you're not going to do anything big? And I have a feeling he's going to go after uh, Will Smith. That's just a feeling. Right. And he may sue for civil damages right there, because right now, you know, what's pretty interesting is that people out there at his nightclubs, they may actually charge, you know, Chris Rock. Other people may try to defend Will Smith and Chris Rock's life may actually be in danger now. So maybe at first he wasn't thinking about pressing charges and maybe he still won't. But you know what? Now there may be damages to, uh, to his career that could be done. And maybe he will always, his career now will always be defined by, that, by this woman. That's not good either, right? So, you know, I'm not sure what's going to happen with that, but nobody wins here. Even Pfizer doesn't win here. Because Pfizer, who's a sponsor, who knew that Pfizer was a sponsor and had an alopecia drug? The only reason why you know that is because these guys, these conspiratorial guys, Dug it up and found it out. Before that, there's only 15 million people in America who watched the Oscars. And I bet a lot of them didn't watch it to the end. And of those people, how many of those people knew that Pfizer was one of the main sponsors? You didn't know that, right? Who really, Who can you name the sponsors of all the other Oscars? You can't, right? Someone had to dig that up and they said, oh, look at this. Oh, just look at this. Isn't this kind of interesting right here, right? The truth is that, you know, the Oscars, you know, they, they're they just a regular 501c3, you know, type of nonprofit. They look for, they look for uh, sponsorship money out there. And the drug companies, they give out a lot of money to a lot of these 501c3s. And a lot of companies out there, a lot of, a lot of 501c3s out there, including churches, including, including other nonprofit um, things, Pfizer gives that money out there. You get money from everyone. You, you, you just get, you get, you get sponsorship money from everyone. I used to run a sponsorship. You'll, you'll take it because getting sponsors every single year, that's, that's a job within itself. Okay. 
So just because you have a sponsor out there, it doesn't mean that sponsor can actually dictate what actually goes on on that day either. Okay, they're just a sponsor. So anyway, now how else do I know that this is, is, is uh, not staged? Well, it's just a really bad lie that's put together. Now, you know, when I, when I talk to people about, you know, conspiracy theories and I always say, and I always can kind of figure out what's real and what's false. Like, for example, the conspiracy theory that, you know, Trump colluded with the Russians and that whole, like, uh, the whole dossier, uh, when it, when it came out, they were saying that, oh, you know, Trump had a, a P video. There was a P video that actually existed and, and apparently Trump is like, um, he's, uh, fascinated with peeing on prostitutes and in this penthouse every, that, uh, he was alleged to like have rented. Um, he traveled up there with prostitutes and he peed on them and there was just huge, like, you know, type of pee thing going on there. And, and, um, apparently the big plot hole there was that if that happened, wouldn't we see in these, uh, elevator cameras um, that all these prostitutes are going up to Trump's penthouse over there, right? That didn't happen. Now, wouldn't it be pretty much, would it be um, very much easy to assume that if Trump did pee on everything, the hotel staff there would say, whoa, wait a minute, who stayed here and peed on the, all the beds and everything like that? And they had to change the sheets, change all this, change the carpet because the whole place just smells like urine. <laughs> right? And oh, by the way, it's Trump. Wouldn't that make headlines before this entire thing? I mean, that's pretty huge. You, you really can't wash out pee smell. You, you really can't. You know, I mean, you ever go to a parking lot and there's like some dude like peed in the, in the stall next to you and you can just smell it because that pee, it soaks into the asphalt. So it's really hard to get pee smell out of anything. So if Trump peed all over the penthouse, it would make front news before he even got elected, right? So how can this exist? And that's the big hole in that whole dossier because it was too, it, it, it was so out of this world. And, and you know, you, you're just kind of throwing common sense in there and you kind of can pick out the plot holes and say, well, that, that really doesn't make any sense. And these are, you know, you, you know when you write a script, you write like this story and you, you try to fictionalize it. You try to bend the truth as much as you can. And you sit down at this writer's table and this writer's table, it's not there. It's the writer's table does not exist so that, you know, to catch all your gr grammatical errors. The writer's table exists so you can write out all the plot holes or explain all your plot holes as best as you can. So when the audience views it, they will not check out of the fictional story that you just created because if they check out, they no longer believe the story that you're pushing. And when they do that, they'll just leave the theaters or say, this doesn't make any sense. It's so unrealistic. I am out of here. But apparently, and this is the real sad thing, is that my, my um, I guess, my conservative allies, because we have such a unhealthy relationship or, or mistrust with the mainstream media, and we should because the mainstream media does lie to us, the only other place where we're getting, we're getting our news here is not is not like you know a lot of just hardcore fact people like myself like I just look at the facts and just tell it the way it is but we're getting it from a lot of conspiratorial people who just like to you know they're like conspiracy nuts they like to look at the stars and uh you know connect the data points like constellations and say hey look up look at this look up at the sky look at all these data points don't you see a lion and for me I will look up at those data points and say 
I don't see no freaking lion. Like, none of those data points make any sense. But then all of a sudden, you, you have a conservative friend who says, oh, yeah, I see the lion. I see the lion. And, that, and they all turn, they all go to their next conservative friend. Don't you see the lion up there with all the data points? And everyone says, we see the lion. And here I am by myself raising my hand and says, dude, there is no lion up there. You're just, you're just connecting data points that shouldn't be connected. I call that constellation logic because you're just looking at the constellations and just trying to find out logic. And uh, you're connecting dots that shouldn't be connected. And, and that's what it is. And unfortunately, that's what this whole Chris Rock thing is, is, and Will Smith thing has, happened, has, has become. It's become a vehicle to push conspiracy theories. And it's not really cool. Not in my book at all. Now, what do you think? That's what I want to know. And, uh, you know, if you want to uh, reach out to me, my email is steve at scriptwritersteve.com. I would love to hear from you. Um, I think if you're on Anchor, you can kind of like record a message and then uh, I can play it on my own show. Uh, no one has ever done that yet. I'm waiting for people to like record a message and, and I want to hear what you really want to say. I really, really do. All right, people. I am out of here. I need to go work. I need to go fix photos and everything like that, you know. And uh, I promise I'll try to get movie guy Keone on, Pitmaster Keith on. I do have my friend, uh, you know, Gavin Sugai coming over. He's a good, really great podcaster. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm going to try to have some guests over. So it's, it's not just me talking, right? You know, so. Uh, but I'm going to try to also podcast more often. I know there's a lot of news out there that I missed. I really, really apologize. But I need to get to work. Thanks for listening. I will talk to you all real soon.